She did. She was uh, a reservist for a number of years. She went in when she was uh, 16, and uh, she really she really got into it. And uh, at one point, she had gone to university, and then she was there for two years. She took a couple of courses, but uh, she kind of bailed out on that and decided that she would go to Afghanistan. It's something that she wanted to do. Now, did she ever tell you what the allure of the military was to her? Honestly, I, I don't know what it was. I was a little shocked when she said, I want to get into the reserves. I asked her why, and she said, well, you know, this is this is something I'm really interested in doing, and her morals are really strong, and it's the kind of place that had a lot of discipline, a lot of good people in it, and she thought she could learn a lot from them. So she started in the military when she was about 16 years old, right, Josh? Yeah. Okay, so then when she went to Afghanistan, she was probably around 22 Yeah, it was 2006. Uh, She was born in 84. I'm not too good at math, but you can figure that one out. Somewhere around there. Yeah, exactly. So so your daughter, early 20s, and then uh, telling you and your wife, I'm sure you remember that conversation very well when she said, listen, mom and dad, I'm going to Afghanistan. Yeah, she she did tell us and uh, we were we were shocked. I mean, we're actually very heartbroken. Deeply, we were, we were proud that she was going to do this, but we were just really, really frightened uh, of what could happen while she was over there. And the fact that, uh, well, she was without us, any kind of you know family support mm-hmm. or anything. She was involved in Operation Medusa. Mm-hmm. And that was something that we were certainly following here back home, but following it a little bit differently than you, knowing your daughter was actually involved on the ground there. So how did you guys stay in touch and keep track of what was happening? Because I'm sure that you were glued to the news and you wanted to know every day what was going on, right? Well, here at the, uh, here at the radio station, we always get, get breaking news and reports from AM 980. I was also on um, a lot of the feeds. So if there was, uh, there, there were some new feeds that I accessed that if it had Afghanistan in it and, uh, you know, Canadian, they would send me uh, a message. And uh, when we came home, we watched TV, all, CTV all night, the news uh, station there. Um, that was probably the worst thing that we did because it was 24 hours of anxiety. Mm. So um, we, we cut back on, on certain things. It never really got easier to handle, but, I mean, I would see... Um, TV footage with her in there because she was a uh, uh, she was a gunner in one of the uh, the Nyala vehicles. Nyalas were uh, these monstrous uh, armored vehicles, and uh, she was a gunner. So basically, she was up top in the turret. Oh my goodness! And yeah. uh, that was her job. So she, you actually saw her on the news then. Yeah, it was a CTV news feed. Uh, one of the incidents that happened. I think probably five days after she was there. If there was someone from the coalition killed, if it happened to have been a Canadian, what they do is they shut down all information going out. So she couldn't contact us to say she was okay. Everything was shut down. Uh, it was a bl- news, news feed blackout or whatever until they find the, uh, the relatives of the person who was, who was killed. Basically, um, our position was if it had been Lindsay, we'd be the first to find out over and above the media, over and above anyone okay, else. Okay, well, that makes sense out of respect for the families. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I understand it, that, yeah. It seems that that would be a little sense of relief 